Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vention, where people find passions and passions find people. Today, we have on Braden Glasscock. In the wise words of Obi-Wan Kenobi, your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. So instead, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Roll the intro! Hi, I'm Zachary Good. I was the co-writer, co-director, and the composer for this Star Wars fan film that we made called Uncivilized. Hi, I'm Alex Russell. Um, I operated a boom mic <laughs> for one night of the production of Uncivilized, and can I say, it was a great time. I'm a junior, and uh, I like to have fun. Oh, yeah, I'm a freshman. Uh, I'm Braden Glasscock. I am one of the writers and directors of Uncivilized. I was also the cinematographer or director of photography for the, um, the uh, fan film. I am a freshman. And well, so the um, <laughs> that was great. That was oh, perfect. perfect. Okay, okay. Um, so the film in question was called Uncivilized. Was a fan film. Yes. Uh, of Star Wars. You guys. So the original plan was to get this into the our college's film festival, mm -hmm. which you guys were one or two days late. Is from from what yeah, I yeah. So gather. so what happened was we. Every night we were up until, like, the earliest we had gotten to bed one of those nights was, like, one thirty in the morning. The latest, I didn't even get to sleep until, like, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, and, um, And we were, we were up every night, you know, filming. And then when it came to post-production, we were spending hours and hours on post-production going into the night as well, or technically early morning, uh, because we were trying to get it done by the deadline for the uh, film festival. And we, we were told that we were going to get an extra day to be able to to enter it. Uh, but when we asked what time that would be, they said uh, they didn't get back to us until 20 minutes before we were supposed to turn it in, which was 12 noon the next day. And that didn't give us any time because we had classes that day. If we had gotten time during the night, we possibly could have finished it up. However, part of me is glad that we didn't, make the deadline uh, and withdrew because then we got to spend more time on it and, and finish up, you know, all, all the little things like, um, you know, color grading and uh, sound design and everything that went into that. And we got to um, debut the best piece possible. Um, and I, I think it's definitely worth that. Um, you, Sam, and Zach were the script writers correct yes you correct. guys all three came together whose idea was it for star wars specifically because you guys are all three star wars fans mm -hmm. but so you're definitely the proficionado 
in <laughs> in I, Star Wars. I, I'm actually surprised. Um, Sam actually knows quite a quite a bit about Star Wars, and I, I've I've come to know that he he is very very knowledgeable in it as well. You know, because I I consider myself kind of a Star Wars historian, um, <laughs> uh, but Sam is is right up there with me, and so. Um, uh, in, yeah, in, know, in, like in terms 50% of what they know, yeah, <laughs> we're we're all super big Star Wars fans. Um, however, uh, the the idea did actually come from from me um, because no uh, kidding. <laughs> uh, it, so I've I've had this idea. Sorry, I've had this idea to make a um, th- this exact uh, short film for a long time. We've all been wanting to make a Star Wars fan film for a very very long time. Um, but this this specific idea was something I've had in my head for years now, um, something that I've really wanted to do. And I actually had a an assignment in one of my classes, in my nonlinear editing class, and it was to um, come up with uh, ten log lines um, for possible short films. And one of them, the the very first one I came up with and wrote down was this idea. Except when I wrote it down, it was very vague. You couldn't tell that it was Star Wars. And so the long line just said um, two friends who find an, an ancient artifact in the desert um, have their lives changed by, it wasn't exactly like that, but um, mm. that's, that's basically what it was. And, um, and so then when I, when I pitched it to the guys, um, I read the log line and I said, well, here's what I didn't say in the log line was that it's actually based on Star Wars. And the artifact that they found is a lightsaber. Um, and then the events of, the, the film take place and, and it's that one thing that literally, you know, changes their lives. Um, so, yes. So this didn't make it into this current film festival, but, uh, it, would it be an option of possibly going outside of the school and promoting it somewhere there? Yeah. So we, we were talking about, um, what one option was obviously to enter into next year's film festival. Um, however, none of us really wanted to hold on to it that long. We really wanted yeah. to just get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zach actually came up with uh, the idea of sending it to um, like the Star Wars uh, fan film festival. I, I forget exactly what it's called. Zach, do you what? It, what is it called again? Let me look it up. I, I it's something con. I, I okay. Could probably find it um, before that, um, how long did this take, like from start to finish? <sighs> Uh, it took us about three, three weeks, I think, because we, we met on a Tuesday night to write the script. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we started filming that Friday. Did that go pretty smoothly? Script, script writing? Yeah. The the script writing actually didn't take very long. It just took a couple hours. We were just sitting in in Taco Bell and we were just hammering it out. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it only took a couple. Of, it, it's not even that long of a script. It, what took long was um, the the short film is very um, story driven. Yeah. It's it's fifteen not, minutes long. Yeah, yeah. It, the the script was half of the half of the script of Smiles. Yeah. Like that's the length was half of that, and it, and the movie was twice as long. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So um, it, it didn't take long to write the script. The script was like seven pages, right? It was it was yeah. not very long. Um, <coughs> What what did take long is the production because we had we had several locations um, and we had just a lot of things going on and so um, especially some of the s- the special effects shots um, not only took long in, in post production but they they 
it took some, you know, experimentation for us to figure out how we would be able to pull that off as well um, on set. And so uh, a mix of all those things, it took us um, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, um, technically up until Tuesday morning to get the, the filming done. Shout out to our good friend Hector, Hector Gonzalez, who... He was on here last mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah, he was on here last time. And he, it was his first time ever using After Effects, and he did all the visual effects. Yeah, And it crazy. looked amazing. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Super, super good. Oh, yeah. Can you uh, uh, kind of <laughs> de- describe, going more in depth, about your character choices in 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 the film? So, our, our kind of the, the goal for us to do in, in this film was we... Obviously, it, it takes place on, on Earth, you know, years after, um, you know, the events of Star Wars. And so, when, when you... Ev- before every Star Wars movie, you see... Uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, it it is that time. It, those those years have passed, and that distance is now covered. And so we are there. And and the idea is that Earth takes place, or Earth is in the unknown regions of of Star Wars. You know, the same same with Exegol is in the no unknown regions. Well, that's where Earth is, and that's why no one ever really goes to Earth. Uh, but it, it is there, and. Technically, there's some Easter eggs in The Phantom Menace where you can see constellations from Earth in the sky uh, on Tatooine in uh, The Phantom Menace. And so, technically, it's not that far, you know, in, in relative terms. However, um, so, you know, this is the idea is that is that there was a, a Jedi buried on, on Earth. Um, and um, so, we, we wanted to balance the fact that it, it is it takes place on earth but you know the the movies of star wars do not exist here on earth it, it's just like the walking dead where zombies you know and zombie you know fiction does not exist within that earth um that's why the word zombie doesn't exist they're walkers right, right. and so uh the people on earth you know who would be you know regular people like us it takes place within the Star Wars universe, but they don't know what a Jedi is. They don't know what lightsabers are because you know they're they're in the unknown regions, um, and and this Jedi would have visited long, long time ago, uh, and so we we had the task of being able to blend elements of Star Wars and elements of real life together. Um, and, and Indiana Jones. Yeah, and so and so that that's what I wanted yeah. to get to was you know Indiana Jones obviously takes place here on on Earth, right? And so we wanted to take some of elements from that and try to blend it into Star Wars because there's there's so many like Indiana Jones and Star Wars connections. And so we we tried to bring some of those in. And so it was, it was a blend of of real life Indiana Jones and Star Wars all together. Connections like Han Solo is Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite <laughs> Legends comics. It's just so funny. Yeah. Or like the the C three PO and R two D two you see on like one of the artifacts or the yeah in uh, in uh, the the first one Ark of the Covenant yeah. in in the the thing where the Ark of the Covenant is in the desert yeah um but in general did you feel like you learned quite a bit from Smiles in general yeah so we we learned a ton from Smiles that we were able to implement into um into this uh, film we learned well first of all we we learned how to do audio because we're, we're all filmmakers. <laughs> we all know how to work a camera, 
but you know, none of us really know how to work audio. And so we, we definitely gained some experience from smiles that we um, put in, into this film and, and that helped a lot. Um, some other things that we learned were the fact, um, that editing needs to happen simultaneously, uh, as you film. And, and because of that, it helps you with, uh, if you need to do reshoot, there were several times we needed to do reshoots. We needed to do some reshoots actually in this room, um, for that scene. And then we needed to do some reshoots, um, for the stairwell scene. Um, and, and so when, when you have that editing going on simultaneously, it just makes things more efficient, uh, faster and, and, um, it helps you keep continuity better. Uh, um, so you would say definitely that film is like your passion. Like uh, yes. you are, you are going into this. Like your f- your major is cinematography, it, digital film production, or digital film with an emphasis in production. Okay, okay. Um, so your so your dream role is what? Like on a set. My dream role would probably be cinematographer cinematographer Um, you know a a lot of people say i want to be the director well you know director is cool but you know a lot of the time director is is a very stressful job um and my my main passion is being able to work with the camera behind the camera and and um you know you can you can ask zach and he will tell you that he he trusts me behind the camera i i have the eye for that um I just want to add something to the impossible shots that Braden has got in like all of these films. <laughs> I'll, I'll like come up to him and I'll be like, okay, so have this idea for a shot. And he'll be like, okay, go. Like, like you don't understand. Like, if you watch the Star Wars film, he did a whole pan down from the stars, like pan down from the stars over this museum and then followed these people running. Like, I, it's, you have to see it. It's insane. <laughs> Braden is, is freaking insane at at, at Cinemator- Anyway, I had to his track background really Thank helps you, with that. <laughs> yeah. I will say. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, um, so cinematographer, like on like a, technically like a professional set. Yes. Um, what entails like what is exactly? Are they kind of like the director of photography? Kind of where they like go yes. around and like der- like show and demonstrate like how to like connect between the physical shots that the cameramen are doing and like say the sketches of the storyboard yeah so the the cinematographer and director of photography are are one in the same they're the same thing just different different terms for the same thing um but yeah they they are the people who will be sitting there and and with with the um the the sketch artist to come up with the the storyboard um because they, they are the people who will be able to see in their head what they want for in terms of the story and be able to bring that uh, into real life through the camera. Um, and I, I would say I have a, a special talent for being able to see that in my mind and being able to, to bring that out in, into real life. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's why Zach trusts me with, with projects like these, just like I would trust him with any acting role or being able to direct any actors that I have, because when, when I'm, you know, a director of, of my own film production, um, you know, sometimes I have being, I have a hard time being able to, uh, express to my actors, like exactly what I want from them. But what Zach can do, he has that experience and he can 
express what he wants and, and be able to work with the actors much better than I can. Whereas I, you know, put me behind a camera and I can, I can give that emotion with the camera movement and the angle and, and how things come through that with what the, the viewer will see as opposed to what the actor portrays. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I know you're extremely biased to Star Wars in general. <laughs> um, and I know that you would love every movie that they do, but is there like an inspirational um, director? Uh, because cinematographers, mm-hmm. truth be told, aren't like super known to the world. Um, it's more or less the director. Yeah. Um, is there any like inspiration, like either film or director specifically that you have that you, if you could almost as like reference, um, either as inspiration or as actual resources to look to, is there anybody that comes to mind? Yeah. So first off, I want, I want to comment on the fact that, um, I, I will not just, you know, even though I'm a huge Star Wars fan, I don't just accept every Star Wars (laughs) movie, um, Okay. But so which it, one's it, the it, worst? I don't have any you're treading thin water. Right I don't now. I don't have <laughs> where we're I don't on have worse. I just have seats. least favorites. Okay. What's your least favorite? My least favorite would probably be His <laughs> 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 career is on the line. Either <laughs> Attack of the Clones, <laughs> <laughs> or or the Last Jedi. Okay, good answer. Um, and what is your favorite? My favorite is hands down Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. Good Kay. answer. Good All answer. Right. So going back to inspiration. Yes, so the, okay. Really so my 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 inspiration, although it may be a little stereotypical, um, my all time favorite is Steven Spielberg because he has been in this business for such a long time, and he has had so many good movies and his track record is just phenomenal. Mm. He's had some hiccups here and there and that just happens in life. You know, sometimes things don't turn out the way and and sometimes that's out of the director's hand. Sometimes there's just things that happen, whether it be studio interference or, or budgetary concerns or, you know, whatever it might be. Sometimes those things just happen, you know, cause I've definitely made some films where it's like, you know, I have this great image in my head and then it just doesn't, turn out the way I want it to. And I, I can't imagine being a, a Hollywood director and having millions of dollars on the line and, and you're there and you're like, yeah, I can do this. And then by the end, by in post-production, you're like, ah, oh, this is not coming together the way I want it to be. You know, I can't imagine the amount of stress that must be on you at that point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for, for Steven Spielberg, for how many films he's made and how many are just phenomenal and historic at, at this point, it's... Yeah. You know, it, it is very inspirational. Um, so how did you get into film, like, originally? Like, when did you actually f- find the turning point to say, like, oh, wow, I actually want to do this? Or or was it kind of just, like, a, a gradual process that you just kind of found yourself on? <laughs> That's a funny story. So um, <laughs> I have been watching YouTube, like, literally ever since it first came out. Um, and I, I've just been... For so long of my life, I was just addicted to it. I was on it all the time. Uh, and I'm like, God, this is so cool. You know, I wish I could do this. Well, <clears throat> 2010, Christmas, I got my own 
<laughs> my first ever YouTube video, I got a lightsaber and I got a camcorder and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. And so literally my, my first YouTube video was I went out into the backyard. I had my brother recording on the camcorder and I literally was just swinging around my lightsaber. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's still public. Yeah, it's oh. still public. Yeah, there, there's been there's been a lot of videos that I've I've made private, but yeah, that is is still public, and it's because, awesome. you know, I, I I keep it public because every I want people to see where I came from. Yeah, it's you know that that's my very first thing, and I you know even though it's a little embarrassing, I want people to see that because that that is where I came from, and that that was back in 2010, and you know it's 2020, so that's been 10 years, um, <coughs> and. And so, uh, you know, it, it started there and then it just progressed. And I was like, you know, I can make, you know, short little videos on YouTube. Um, I made a, a Slender Man uh, <laughs> short film when, when that was going on back in like 2012. Uh, I did, um, God, I did some Nerf Wars stuff. I did... Gosh, what else did I? I did some some Lego stop motion animation. Oh, yes, yes, um, same. Yeah, uh, who didn't so though? I mean, come on. Um, and I, I was super into Legos as a kid. Lego Star Wars was the top. Uh, and and even as I was playing with my my uh, my Legos, I would be talking to them like I was recording, um, and and like doing reviews. And and so YouTube was just ingrained into me. And the funny thing now is. I really don't use YouTube all that much. Like I use it to watch like videos all the time, but I, I rarely upload to it anymore because a lot of my stuff is is you know uh, private content now, whether it be car videos or short films that I do, uh, you know, with with the production team. Uh, a lot of it, you know, doesn't go on to my my personal channel, um, and I, I've been wanting to like kind of revive it. But um, how would you revive? Like, would you <coughs> want to do like vlogs and? I, stuff like that. Or? I have tried doing vlogs um, where I've recorded a bunch of footage and I just never get around to editing it because that's who I am. I'm a <laughs> director of photography. I record stuff and then that's it's why we job. that's why we have <laughs> editors. That's why we have editors. Um, but when I when I decided that I I wanted to do film, I was in my sophomore year of high school. I was it was towards the very beginning of of my sophomore year. And that's when I actually found out that you can get a degree in film. Because um, <clears throat> before that, I wanted to become a mechanical engineer. Well, I didn't really know what that was. I just knew it paid well. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I also did not like math. So that was, you know, that was out of the question. And so when I found out you could do film, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I started gearing myself towards that. And my parents have been very supportive of that for me and which I am super thankful for because I know there's lots of stories of people who don't have support from their parents for what they do. And I'm very thankful to have parents that do support. Am I, hold on. I think I'm cutting out. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, you brought up car videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, expound. <laughs> so, okay. Um, my, my older brother, is um he's three and a half years older than me and he has always been into cars um and he you know he knew i had a camera um and so he was like hey can you take some pictures of my car and at the time he had a 2003 uh mustang gt uh it was a v8 and so 
um, I was like, well, you know, sure, I can take some some pictures of it. Um, and so I, I also said, you know, I, I can do a little bit more. I can I can do you know some cool um, angles and, and shots of it with, with video that you can post onto your to your Instagram. Um, and so we did, and we tried it, and uh, you know, my my first car video, while it being rough, actually turned out pretty good. Um, and so then after that, I, I did a few more for some some friends and, and family, and then uh, I started getting paid to do it for for clients. Um, There's this one time a guy from um, uh, Concord, which is a, a city that's about 45 minutes from where I live. He contacted me uh, and asked me to do his um, 2016 um, Camaro SS um, uh, supercharged, and and so I, I drove down there um, and I did it. And <laughs> the funny part is, this is before I had a gimbal, and so uh, <laughs> it was, you know, so some of the footage I, I I stabilized the footage, of course, but you know, it's like even since then I've so far and and right now i'm working on um the, my latest car video project is i'm i'm working on a a video for for my brother again a, a new one um for his new car which is a 2013 um <coughs> mustang track pack it's a 5.0 and it's 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 pretty cool sounds pretty gnarly and yeah oh yeah and, and now i have my gimbal and the shots are, are Primo, Supremo. Oh yes. Oh Primo, yes. Uh, and those are still private. Uh, yeah, they're they're basically they're for the clients to do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah. Um, Understood. I I I'm building a website right now where I will showcase some of that stuff. Um, but I have yet to launch that. So cool. What are you using to build your website? Um, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's it's a. Uh, Portfolio on Adobe? Wix. No, it's not. WordPress. Uh, it might Squarespace. be Wix. Might be Wix. I think it's Wix. It's probably Wix. Probably yeah. Wix. Yeah. Free. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I still I still need to buy a domain though. So. Dude, GoDaddy. They got deals. Alright. Yeah, don't do it through Wix. Get GoDaddy. Get uh, your own I'm custom domain. That's what I'm gonna do. And then and then I'm just gonna tie Wix to uh to GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Domain. Beautiful. Yeah, it's got a plan. It's the way to do it. Yep. So you say you want to be cinematography and different things. Where exactly do you want to go? Do you want to, like, if you got thrown into this world of car videos, would you, like, it, further enjoy that? Or or are your, is your plan, is your goal actual full-scale Spielberg-sized? Yeah, so my, I love working on, on short films. And, and I, I do car videos right now because... Car videos are, are super easy to do. As, as long as you know how to do them um, and you have the right equipment to do them, they are, are super, super easy to do. And um, <laughs> there's this one car video on YouTube. Uh, it, it's like a tutorial of how to do car videos. And basically, it's like you start, um, you start with some bleep, Music, <laughs> Some and then rad EDM, <laughs> rad uh, a different three letter word, but yeah, we'll go with rad music, and then, uh, um, and it's like this is how to film, or this is how to to film the most narcissistic hobby in in America, and 
it's, it's really funny um, <coughs> because because car people will literally pay you just to, to shoot their car and then put the clips together. It's super easy to do, and, and they will pay you for that. And so um, I, I just do that right now because yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a little good source of income. But your, but your vision is Spielberg, <coughs> Spielberg yes, level. I, I, I want to work on, on movie sets. I want to direct those and, and bring those visions to life. How do you think you could get there? Um, Alex, did you want to say something? I just want to say I, I have worked in the car world as well. And when he says they're a bunch of narcissists, it's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of my car friends are really big headed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they pay good money. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's kind of crazy. I don't know where they get it from because a lot of them are unemployed, but they, they <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> but big money regardless. Yeah. And also, you say Spielberg, but I always have seen you more as like a Kubrick style guy. Really? Just because you're so in-depth of what you do. Like, if it's not perfect, you go again. Yeah, it's not that's, perfect, that, that's you a go funny. Again. I was, and I that's was why I like working with you, because we're very similar on that. It's like, if it's not just right, we're going to do it till we get it right. That, that's the funny thing is I was, um, when, when I was filming the, um, the, the scene right after the, the fight scene in here, where, where Kay goes up, to, uh, up on the staircase, um, I... We took many, many takes up there, and that was because you know that was a very emotional scene, and I wanted to make sure things were right. And and I told him, you know, you know, <laughs> Sam and Sam and Zach aren't here right now, so you're working with just me. You know, I'm. I, I told him I'm gonna be a little bit of a Kubrick over here, <laughs> and <laughs> um and. Sorry. Yeah, he he didn't really know what that meant because I don't think he knows who Stanley Kubrick is, but um, I I you know I told him you know just bear with me you know because my my motto going into every shoot is don't settle for a shot because you're going to get back into the editing room and you're like oh, I wish we just tweaked this one thing or I wish we just did that and and sometimes that means you have to go back out and do reshoots. And so why not just take one more take to do it one more time? And, and when we did the, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if how many, I don't know if I should give away spoilers here, but, uh, in the scene right after that, when he is, is running, uh, you know, and he, he goes, um, through the threshold and then up on the wall, you know, and then the scene that follows that, the, the really surprising scene, you know, the, yeah, that yeah, scene. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> And and then the thing that comes after, you know, uh, we we did that. So we have so many takes of that at least 20 times. And I felt bad for them because the floor was not very padded. It's like concrete. And then they put a thin sheet of carpet over. And, and I felt bad. I'm like, guys, you know, just, just got to do it again. Uh, and I, I swear I said one more time at least like 10 times. Um, and so I I am a little bit of a perfectionist because I don't. You know, you sh you never should settle on a shot. You should be able because you bring your vision to life, and sometimes you know that vision can change, but it has to be for for the better. Whether it be a character performance, um, or or something that happens, but you should never be like, uh, that's good enough. There's there's yeah. no such thing as good enough on on a set. There's there's only ah oh, that was perfect. If you're not going like oh yes when you hit the the stop recording button mm -hmm. then then you need to do it again yeah yeah and um i think it helps 
And you shouldn't feel as bad because the guys that you were working with were all mega Star Wars fans. Oh, yes. So they were willing to fall on that ground over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again to get the right shot. And I think after, because um, I don't know if we said it, but you guys held a premiere last night. Yes. With a very good turnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done to that. That was crazy. I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I know the guys that were in it. I think I know like Tyler mm-hmm. and Ben and all those guys. They, the the, the all those guys I know are fanatics about like the lore of Star Wars mm-hmm. and everything about it. Yeah, just like us. So exactly. So and I think it just it w- like yes, you had to do all those takes, but I think they were okay with it. Yeah, and you know I also when when we're on set, I always like to I, I told. K at one point is like as long as you're on set with us you'll never have to pay for anything um and so i i did i i would always buy him food or drinks or anything whenever you needed it um <coughs> and and i i did that for 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 the most most people that were there um because we are we are super grateful for it because we're you know we're not paying them because we're not we don't have yeah. financial gain to be able to do that but but the least we can do is be able to, to treat them you know with our dining dollars at least so <laughs> And actors have to do, you know, like we can, we can pull together enough energy whenever we're trying to get like the right shot or whatever. But I give a lot of credit to them when we're getting shots at like five in the morning, <laughs> you know, and they have to bring up the same level of energy that they had at 10 in the morning. You know, like that's, that's, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a huge respect for them that they were even still there at five in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, that trait of, uh, striving per for perfection, not necessarily a perfectionist, mm-hmm. but because there's slightly a difference. Like, yes. <laughs> I just pulled up this uh, this fact that I found a little while ago. Charlie Chaplin, while declaring his while directing his movie City Lights, made actress Virginia Cheryl uh, redo a scene where she says "flowers, sir," three hundred and forty two times. Yes, yes. <laughs> the movie was yeah. a silent film. The movie was a silent film. It just has to be the perfect shot. Gotta mm-hmm. get the perfect shot, and even if it's a silent film, and that means for because like the reason behind us, because we wanted it to be clear enough for like the lip reading, because mm-hmm. it is a silent film. Yeah, Charlie mm-hmm. Chaplin is my homie. I know about him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's definitely like a, a trait that shouldn't look be looked down upon, especially in film. Yeah, and you know. It also comes into terms. So the the thing with with Kubrick and why he sometimes he gets a bad rap is because, um, you know, sometimes he he might not treat his actors very well. And whereas for me, I I sympathize with them. You mm-hmm. know, I I know it takes a lot of work to be able to to do what they do, um, and and I want them to understand why you know we're doing the take again. And so I I will show them the footage that we just got, and I'll, I'll show them you know what we need. To, to change um, and, and what I'm what I'm looking for uh, and so we you know we, we adjusted things to to be able to uh, to work with that um, and it, it's it's always about you know understanding for you for you to understand your actors and what they're going through and for the actors to understand you and, and what you're looking for and and that's that's how um, things get done yeah so definitely. So, something that I've learned. Uh, when doing these films is because you know my start was in musical theater so like my start was like directing like plays and musicals and stuff and when you do those you do it over and over and over like I I didn't think about it for a long until we started doing these films and I was like 
you're not asking anything more when you're saying, okay, let's do it again, right? Because when you're in a player in musical, literally for months, their entire job is just <coughs> doing the same thing over and over and over and over again until yeah. like they get it right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just something I noticed. Um, You talked about how Star Wars was, like, your first, like, thing on a page of, like, ten other projects. Is there any other project that you have your your heart set on that you still want to accomplish? Um, not <laughs> talking about the particular uh, passion project, like the really big scale one. We'll talk about that one directly after, okay. if you're willing to. Otherwise, um, just any other future projects. Gremlins 3. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's home. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there is another one that I'm actually uh, in development right now, uh, working with. Um, and well, I mean, one that I'm, I need to do that I, I haven't really started pre-production on that. <laughs> but um, the the <laughs> way the way I like to describe it is um, uh, Shark Tale in real life. <laughs> because <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I think I just had a stroke. Can you that again? <laughs> okay. So, so here's here's what's going on. So, Shark Tale, you know the story. You know, you got this guy, you got this this mob boss, basically. Um, the the scene I'm talking about is when Oscar gets um, kidnapped by the the jellyfish man, the Jamaican jellyfish, right? Uh, and he gets put out in the shark feeding grounds, and then that's when uh, Jack Black's shark character, I forget his name, um, he comes in. Lenny. Here. Yes, Lenny. No, 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 no. That's the that's the other one, right? Uh, Beefus. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Shark Tales in a long uh, time. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, basically, what, what happens in the scene is, um, you know, Oscar, you know, he's he's in the trunk. I think, no, because he don't have cars. Anyway, so he's in the fish trunk. Uh, yeah. So he he gets you know there's these these two basically the hitman right, um, and and they they put him out and. You know, in, into the, the feeding ground and basically Oscar is trying to talk his way out. And, and so that's kind of what I'm working on is um, uh, there, there's this guy, a, a middleman who um, has been kidnapped by a mob boss and his, his uh, little, his goons, his hitmen. Um, he gets taken out of a trunk, thrown in the desert. Um, and basically he has to try to talk his way out of this and, and convince them that he's good for his word. And, and that's what I'm working on right now. And this is a short film. Then. Yes. Um, the length of Star Wars, do you think? Or is it kind of just like a no, a brief no, no. Th- this one, yeah, this one would be more of a five to six minutes. Okay, film. it's almost cool. like a, it's almost kind of like a skit, right? Because it sounds yeah. like it's yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. some comedy yeah. elements to it. Uh, <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> know. Sorry, <pre-produ-> Sorry. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, you know, the the character building thing that I did with Zach. Um, act, uh, well, I guess you two haven't seen it, but basically, you know, it it kind of starts like a little spooky, but then there's a there's a pretty funny scene in it. Um, you know, it, it is kind of one of those comedy, almost like scary movie type, like like the title scary movie, um, that that type of yeah of yeah thing. Um, do you want to go into talking about your uh, your passion project? Um, but I mean, the the, the funny thing is, uh, at least like in general, like you don't have to like throw out the plot and stuff like that. Well, so this. This was uh, uncivilized was a passion project for me. This uh, this is one that I've oh, wanted okay. to do yeah. for for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, I I don't know how we're gonna top it now, because this was a, a really 
really good short film. <laughs> Are you going to say Gremlins 3? <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins 3? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah. So, you know, we, we, we were talking about this, and we don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> so you got to hear us out. Gremlins 3, but this time it's personal. Oh, go. <laughs> oh. Gremlins are back, baby. <laughs> baby. Um, but yeah, the like I said, you know, this this specific, the, the plot line that happened in Uncivilized was something that I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. And you did it. And yeah, That's and we and finally did it. And it looks great. It. Yeah. And Applause all around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna top it. I. I'm sure we will. We'll come up with something. But we got four years. Yeah. We got time. Yeah. I was telling Zach like, I can't imagine what we're gonna do for our senior project. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. I'm gonna come back. I'm. I'm gonna be. Graduated. I'm also gonna come back. Oh yeah. Please do. I'll yeah, be please. here. Please it'll be. It'll be. Actually, good. you know what? I'm not even gonna come back. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna fail a year. <laughs> and I'm gonna stay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> two years. Entrepreneurial studies is that weird yes. major, <laughs> weird major where, for the most part, people don't really care if you graduate or not, because then it's just your own experience that yeah. is gonna get you to where you're supposed to be. So it's like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta come back. <laughs> what? <laughs> But yeah, um, the the passion project that I'm talking about in particular is the World War II film. Is that still like a, or is it kind of like on the back burner? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Because I, I you did want to do a war film. Yes, okay. There is, there is another passion project that I've really wanted to do. And basically what happens is um, uh, you have... Um, it, it's a coalition of basically all of. <laughs> you have gremlins, <laughs> and there's three of them, <laughs> and they all have the the mustache on their <laughs> on their upper lip. No, no, they, got, they <laughs> have the Hitler stash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, oh. he he had, he accepted it. He said okay. Yes. Yes. The the r- the real passion project is uh, basically you have you have a coalition of um, of American soldiers from World War II, present day, and and in the future, and then you also have the um, oh that one the yeah, yeah the the um, basically the, the enemies of that. So you'd have like the Germans, you'd have terrorists, uh, and you'd have some sort of of you know future bad guy, whatever that is. Um, and uh and ba- it, i call it uh, right now the working title is kind of like just like war of ages uh but that's a really bad title uh, obviously it's a working title and so i'd come up with something else but um that, that's something i've been wanting to do for a very long time and i've actually built the uh the full costume for the um the future soldier um yeah but what look which looks really good by the way thank you like the full black, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. We were gonna possibly ship that out for another project that we were thinking about doing. Yeah. In, uh, um, when we were discussing other projects to do after Smiles. Yeah. And then we all had lives. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So should I should I talk about that for a second? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So 
so that one is that one is more of a, a, a full length film um, that takes place in the future where the world is kind of a, a desolate wasteland, kind of like um, Mad Max style, Fury Road style. Um, and, and you have these um, these invaders, basically, um, who are, are futuristic. Um, Would you say space invaders? Uh, I mean, you can. More like gremlins, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to give away spoilers yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because, you know, obviously I have the full thing in my head and we haven't really like brought it out. Zach, I, I think we wrote like the first two pages in the script. <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole, whole two pages. The whole thing that about this is like di- timelines. We need deadlines. We got to get this stuff done. Yeah. Um, so that that one, honestly, is, is probably more of our, our, our senior project. Yeah. Um, because it, it is like a, a full length, um, if, if not full length, like they, they say the um, the cutoff for a, a short film is, is 45 minutes. And it, it, it's right about it. It'd be right around a, a 45 minute project because it, it's it's very long. Uh, it's a complicated story, and it, it takes a lot to to describe. Uh, the only problem with it is that it is super complicated, uh, and it might be hard to convey yeah. that. Um, a lot of script writing. Exactly. Uh, and it, it's super... Com- I, I Basically, I needed to do a, a PowerPoint presentation just to explain yeah. when I was pitching the idea. <laughs> yep. And and <laughs> it kind of took everyone like a little bit to get it, but w- like once they did, you know, they they really liked it. And I remember when I first came up with the idea, I, I wrote it down because I'm like, I do not want to forget this idea. And I immediately sent sent it to Zach, and Zach was like, "Yo, this is like a really cool idea." Um, and, and almost so then, word for word. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so we, I, I came up with the PowerPoint presentation, and I pitched it to the rest of the group. And and that's what we were originally going to do for the GCU Film Festival, but it, it turned out to be uh, it would have been super costly, um, and it would have just taken a really long time to produce, and it would have been very rushed. Yeah, so and so we decided not to do that, um, and then that's when we decided to do Uncivilized instead, even though we still didn't enter. I did get one of my films into the GCU Film Festival though. Nice. What's it called? It's called War Torn. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's filmed in my apartment. I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's about a, um, a veteran who, uh, is trying to reintegrate back into civilian life, but he suffers from PTSD, uh, and, and other problems in his life that he, um, has to, has to deal with, um, very, very real problems that veterans go through today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, that one was, um, that one was a, a project that was very close to my heart because I, I have a um a lot of respect uh for veterans. Yeah. Um and and so the the idea of this film was to kind of bring ra- uh, raise awareness about that um and kind of bring light to it. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was you know, while it might not have been a you know, a project that I've been wanting to do for years, um, it is I would consider it a passion project because it, it is something very close to my heart. I don't. I don't know who the composer for that one was. <laughs> yeah. He is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and Stop it, Zach. 
Zach, <laughs> Zach did compose that. He he did a really good job on on that as well. It is, it is a very emotional. Zach will do everybody's scores, hands down. The moment that anybody takes any file uh, online, just like any kind of music, uh, they're getting they're getting banned from yeah. our from our friend group. <laughs> is that copyrighted music? <laughs> if it's not Zach's. Did you just type in free lo-fi beats on YouTube? Oh, you're done. <laughs> it's funny because that's what I did for my brother's car video. Yeah. <laughs> hey, car videos, we'll, we'll let that Zach slide. doesn't scoop that, lo- stoop that yeah, low. Yeah. He doesn't stoop down to car videos. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Scottsdale person number four. <laughs> Oh, is that a car video? Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what I do? Not car videos. <laughs> I do much better than that. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a character I created. Uh, he actually does yacht videos. Ooh. <laughs> oh. 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 Whole bunch of yacht crap. Um. So, Alex, <laughs> you need a film uh, for your final project, correct? I will. For your senior project? Yeah, my thesis. Your thesis. So, um. That word is so funny. My thesis project, yes. You want know, you know to see funnier? Yeah. I worked on my thesis. Grammar Antithesis. Three. What? Antithesis. That's not the an English word. Yeah, it, it's like antithesis. Antithesis. A- antithesis. Yep. Just like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more you learn. Yeah. I, I've been pronouncing it wrong. It's antithesis. Yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, So for Alex's, do you have anything in mind just like, well, I was flushing out a few ideas last night. Mm-hmm. Um, when does this need to get done? Well, the thesis project imagine doesn't have to be done until next year. Imagine if all of our theses, or you're all theses. a connected universities in Preston and the PCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, because, I mean, tip, the typical film is just like a short film. Like, 15 minutes is probably, like, some of the maximum for a thesis, would you say? Um, Fifteen to th- uh, no, I'd say thirty. Thirty? Yeah, like because all I'm 20, saying twenty to I would say between the range of twenty to forty-five. Because all I'm saying is with the rate at which we're accomplishing with this friend group of film students, we could almost do not like the highest quality ever, but like we could almost do like a sh- a short-ish feature film. I mean. Sam might die of lack. Sam of might <laughs> die. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we could well, probably no. do it. I mean, I mean, at that point, we would we'd have multiple editors yes. going yeah. on, I would be and we'd we'd have different segments. Yeah. Sam, Paulo. We would have a lot of editors, yeah. and we could even adopt people onto the crew, <laughs> and then adopt. and then and then reject yeah. them afterwards. No, I'm just kidding. But Safety. um, last through the trials. Yeah. So this this goal, this dream of becoming a cin- cinematographer, is well-respected, is totally doable. You do great stuff, um, especially at the rate at which we're going, mm-hmm. uh, like with this crew and with this group, we're able to actually accomplish a lot and actually come out with good quality stuff. Because even through this, um, Sam's, was it Sam's camera that we used? The Black Magic yes. Pocket? Yes. Yep. Pocket Black Magic? Oh, yeah. Like, we only had one camera per se. Did you guys only shoot the one that one camera the whole no, time? No, no, no. So we did have we'd have we did have two cameras going going mm-hmm. on, and that was the Sam's Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 4K. Yeah, uh, and then we also had Zach's uh, Sony A6500 because so originally we were going to do a a single camera shoot. However, 
uh, my gimbal, which is the Zayun Weeble Lab, mm-hmm. um, is for lighter cameras, and uh, the Black Magic is is a cinema camera, and so it's it's big and it's heavy. It's a thick boy. Yeah, um, I could have balanced it um, on my gimbal if it were able to fit. The problem is um, because of the way it's constructed, um, the arm of the gimbal was getting in the way of of the handle of the camera, uh-huh. and so. Uh, we had to, uh, we, we weren't able to put the black magic on, on the gimbal. And so instead we took Zach's camera, uh, uh, a Sony and, and we put it on the gimbal instead because, um, uh, Zion is actually very, uh, it, it favors Sony, um, mm. in a lot of ways. And, and so because it definitely, because it's a mirrorless camera, it's able to fit on there. No problem. Yeah. Um, we, and honestly, I, I think that worked to our benefit having two cameras because we got a lot of angles. Um, mm-hmm. When you have two cameras going on, you know, you have multiple angles uh, and you have less continuity errors because of that. Yeah. Um, and so we, we mainly had Sam's camera on a tripod and then we had, um, and because we don't have access to a dolly, I mean, we really don't need a, gol- a dolly because we have a gimbal because gimbals can do almost every function. They can function as a crane. They can function as a dolly. They can function just as a tripod. They can do almost anything, and so the, it's it's very useful to have. As long as you have like a six foot man as yourself <laughs> <laughs> and long arms, <laughs> that gimbal becomes a dolly real quick. Oh yeah. yeah, I brought I brought all that up to say just basically like with one camera, and um and then you brought up the second like mm-hmm. regardless two cameras like those shots were still really well put together. Yeah. Like you had to uh, reshoot at different angles and things like that, but it still looked it flowed great. Like. Thank you. Cinematic wise, like we're getting there, guys. We're yeah. getting there. Yeah. You, you guys actually thought that there were drone shots in there. They were actually just uh, Braden oh my. Yeah. straight up <laughs> just running just down the field. Up, running. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, so what we did was we put it on the tripod. I just held the tripod mm-hmm. at, at the mm-hmm. feet, and I just ran like yep. you just you just <laughs> used the um the uh, pole vaulting pole. Yes. And just ran around with yeah. that. We just we just taped it. Fun fact: in junior high. I wanted to try to get a crane shot, so I stuck my camera on a monopod <laughs> and <laughs> stuck it up 12 feet in the air. <laughs> it was no bueno. You just see it rocking back and forth. Yeah. Earthquakes <laughs> happening during like, like a, a romantic scene. And <laughs> yeah, and if you want to go even worse, you'd step up on top of a ladder, oh. uh, which I've oh. also done. Oh, <laughs> man. Nice. Uh, imagine nice. just like... so you are accomplished you're getting there you're you're doing more things how in this world like zach and alex are experienced in this knowledge as well how would you rise above everybody else who wants to be a cinematographer so uh, that's a good question uh because you know i'm not saying that i'm i'm the best out there um but I I am passionate about what I do, uh, and I am able to to see things through, because I don't I don't like doing things any you know I don't like half energy, mm-hmm. um, and so I I think what what gives me the advantage is um, the ability to be able to to actually um, realistically see what I want and realistically carry it through. Uh, and, and a lot of that is because I, (laughs) 
I'm a little, I'm a, um, I don't want to say reckless with my own money, but I, I do, I do, I, I am able to spend my money on, on camera equipment because I like to be able to have these things to, to actually do, you know, uh, to, to accomplish these shots basically. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I will show, I'll show you my work. I'll show you what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can decide for yourself, you know, am, am I worth it? And, and that's why I have my portfolio. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know how to do things mm-hmm. and I know how I want to do them. Um, and I know how they will be done. And so, you know, I, I told, I, on, on this shoot, I told Zach and Sam, you know, just, just trust me. I'm going to get this shot. Just, just trust me with this. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would go and I would get that shot, uh, and it would help with either continuity or it would help with, you know, uh, carrying the story along or, or projecting a certain feeling. Um, and, and I appreciate their trust, uh, and, and it would work. Yeah, no, I, I, I guarantee if he's available, like Brayden is going to be the director of photography on every film I direct from here on out, like hands <laughs> down. Oh yeah. Thank yep. you, Zach. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and every film I direct as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm half kidding, but I would, lo- I would love to be the director someday. <laughs> Anyways, um, how can we reach you? How can how can the world get to know <laughs> what? his phone number is? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on there. Social security number <laughs> is your YouTube. Um, your so um, do you do you have a name that you want for your donate domain for your website? Uh, Braden Glasscock Media. Okay. Um. So when when I launch my website, uh, that's the domain it will be under is Braden Glasscock Media. Glasscock with one S. Yes. Um, the Another good way to reach me is uh, social media. My Instagram is just my name, Braden Glasscock. Um, mm-hmm. Or uh, I will, I'm soon, make, when I launch my website, I will also have a, a work inquiry um, email that you can email me at. Cool. Um, we'll definitely keep updated on that. Uh, Alex, you were going to say something? Gremlins three. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'll, just, I'll just pitch this real quick. Actually, a real idea I have here. So I really enjoyed smiles. The concept of smiles. The other day I was like, you know what we could do is we could do the origin story of smiles, but it's like it's 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 like the movie Gremlins, <laughs> right? Like like the balloon doesn't necessarily have to start out bad, you know. Anyway, it, it could be with Preston's character, Whoa. more of the PCU. So we, we've actually, it's funny you bring this up because we've actually fleshed this out and this is going to be a little bit of spoiler territory, but hey, that's what we're on this podcast for. We can, I mean, we can edit that part out. Yeah. Ah. Just for you guys to know. What? We fleshed out the PCU extensively when oh. we were in our film class a little bit while back. And uh, flushed so out. his character has been a doctor. Oh, and so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that we are thinking he turns into the balloon man is by uh, his wife gets like a terrible disease and he turns to dark magic or something like some sort of voodoo crap. And he becomes the balloon man over time through that. Is her ashes in the balloon? She is the balloon. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> Have you ever watched the 1990s remake of The Love Bug? <laughs> Because oh. that is the plot. I sadly <laughs> have. Yeah. <laughs> I might be ripping something from the places. <laughs> oh. It's like Herbie, but he's a balloon. <laughs> um, which camera were you lo- looking into getting next? So I, I've actually been looking at getting the, the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 4K yeah, for a yeah, long yeah. time. Um, yeah, we were talking about that. For, for se- several months now, the problem is... Uh, even though it's extremely affordable for a cinema camera, mm-hmm. you know, $1,300 is is not cheap. That's um, a dent in the old budget. Yeah. Uh, just a little one. And then <laughs> uh, on top of that, the, the camera I have now is an APS-C, uh, and the Blackmagic is a, uh, uh, a micro four-thirds. And so on top of that, I would also need to get a uh, Metabones um, speed booster to be able to adapt my lenses to the black magic um and then i would i'm also trying to get the sigma 18 to 35 f 1.8 lens <laughs> yeah being a so fellow good. being yeah. a fellow uh broke college student i'll pitch in like five bucks <laughs> <laughs> just for your future <laughs> Thank I'll, you. uh, no, I'll buy you like chipotle or something yeah, yeah. On yeah. Campus. okay yeah. This will this will launch his career as a cinematographer is just like Qdoba and an extra five bucks. Yep. <laughs> Brayden, I will give you the rest of my pack of gum that I have not finished yet. Oh, you, you got like five sticks. Perfect. That is amazing. <laughs> if we were in prison, that would go a long That's way. That's actually pretty. Oh, generous. actually, <laughs> there'd be some fishy stuff going down in prison for that. Yo, oh, just probably. I've been there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brayden. For being here. It was awesome to have you. It's a great film. Braden Glasscock. Braden Glasscock, everybody. Hit it again. Braden Glasscock, everybody. <laughs> Woo! You're great. It was great Thank having you. you, Thank you. It show. was so fantastic. It was amazing. <laughs> you did you did superb. Anyways, um, it was great having you here. Thank you. On our way out. What is your favorite quote? Say it. We all know it. What is your favorite quote from the Star Wars Uniforce? The Uniforce. Uniforce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> on, on, who, on has a, not, who has not thought about Uniforce of the Uniforce? No, okay. Never on on uh, I, uh, I, I, a, a very serious note on, on, on that topic, um, there, so you have like your favorite meme lines. Uh-huh. And then you have some of your actually favorite dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um. I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> and rough and irritating. It gets everywhere. My, okay, my, my favorite line of dialogue from Star no. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's actually probably, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Um, because that, that's a, a very <laughs> emotional, especially after watching the Clone Wars. It's a, it's a very emotional um, scene. and you, you can be honest with us. Did you cry? Yes. Do you still cry? Yes. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that, because, you know, as, as Jedi, you're not supposed to have attachments, right? Um, but here, here's Obi-Wan. You know, he's crying. He's saying, I, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. You know, I mean, even... 
Oh man, I oh, want to You're making me cry though. right now. Think about this. Think about this. Did Obi Wan cry when Satine died? No. <laughs> Did Obi Wan cry when Anakin was on fire? <laughs> yes. He looked like a burnt Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Well, thank you, Braden. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Zach, for being here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's episode of Vention. Till next time, stay creative, enjoy the process. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Wait, that was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye there. That's much better. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Oh, I can't hear my goodbye there. Wait, goodbye wait, there. Wait, goodbye. Wait, wait. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Just goodbye there. All I have to do is hit the record button. Just goodbye there. Goodbye there.